Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Yes, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement on the empowerment channel of Voice America. It's the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio show. Welcome to all my listeners. And I'm so excited because uh, there are listeners worldwide, not just here in the United States where I am, but also in Canada, in Europe, in countries like Germany and Holland, Oh, the Netherlands, I should say, England, and even further away in China or Australia. So uh, that's so amazing that we women all over the world at some time are ready to say, okay, I had enough from working, now I want to retire. So if you are listening, and I'm grateful that you are making time to find out for yourself more about this retirement. It's my great text that hopefully help you in planning and prepare the next chapter in your life. So my name is Maria Lukasen, and I am excited. I'm a certified retirement coach, and I help women find joy and in retirement, ideally with these plans before starting the next chapter in our life. So after 40 years, more than 40 years, Working, I finally quit my full-time job, but I am luckily enough to be able to go back two days a week. And um, for that reason, I still have a purpose in life and also financial, additional uh, income. So that's uh, really something that I value and maybe more listeners have um, not yet retired because of financial reason. So if that is the case, then um, there's nothing wrong with working um, part-time or starting your own business some money. So if you are retiring this year or maybe did last year and you have questions, feel free at maria at blissful-retirement.com and ask for a private conversation. It's going to be a free one-on-one consultation and we can talk about those. So uh, today I'm going to welcome a speaker and we will be talking about how you can age gracefully when you want to stay living in the house that you are in right now. Um, because when we age, we all have a body that will tell us we are not anymore in our 20s or 30s. So it's a topic that I think is very interesting, how you can be proactive in that happen. So my first thing today is um, talking about the affirmations. And you know, that's part of the talk show that I have an affirmation for 
this month. So we're going to start off. So here I am. The one for today is, and I'm going to, it's a, I am grateful for my healthy skin and how beautiful my face looks the older I get. So I did particularly choose this one here because I had a time, probably a year or so, that I didn't like my face at all because I didn't like all the wrinkles at my eyes and uh, the pockets on the knees. I, I just saw my body, my skin getting uh, crepey and things like that, and I didn't like it. So now... I have a different, as you see, I have a different affirmation. So I feel much better in how I, I, I feel, how I look. And it, it's not how you, you, you look like. It's all in your attitude, in your positive energy that you can give and how you approach life. That is what is making this time of my life so blissful as I say in the title of my show. So today I'm going to introduce to a speaker uh, that will talk about this issue. But I first wanted to mention quickly uh, about if you did to last month, which is called the wisdom in a journey, to, then I recommend to you to listen to that particular show again or not, so that you can do how you can make this next chapter of your life a really chapter where you can tune in to qualities and strengths that you already have. And uh, Gloria Manchette is, was the speaker, and she has a journal that you can get that can help you with finding the wisdom in you. So that was last week's show, and today I'm going to talk to Leslie Hurst. Leslie, welcome to today's show. I'm so glad you are here today. Well, Maria, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So I'm, um, as you, um, as I mentioned already, today's topic is talking about home care and staying home. Uh, in the place that you are in, where you feel most comfortable, where you have been probably a, a long time of your life, and where you want to stay independent as possible. But before we go into questions, I wanted to first give a, a short bio of Leslie, so you have a little bit an, an idea of her back. And Leslie Hurst uh, registered and founder of HWISE Group. It's a consultant that helps seals and those who love them approach aging with less stress and more joy. And she empowers her clients to with confidence and enjoy the next of their lives. After graduating from McMaster in Ontario, Canada, Leslie worked for over 25 years in the homes of in that time she found that our current age-wise needed direction and depth to the care. So Leslie has been in media outlets such as Rogers. Uh, she lives in Ontario with her family. So that is a very short 
bio of what Leslie has been in the past and uh, her passion. And this is her bit of um, aging wise, age wise group where she helps seniors who want to stay home. So my first question for Leslie is to give me a little bit more of her background and how she came to this idea or got this idea of doing the consultation in her business of age-wise group. Yes, so I, I was raised in a, like a large family, did everything that was expected of me and went off to university uh, where I joke all the time, I majored in rugby and minored in nursing. So I was an athlete and tell me about aging well. I definitely feel how I treated my body in those years, but I, I loved as well the profession of nursing, followed my mom's footsteps into the profession and found myself quickly in the community setting where I still practice. And I what I loved about the community setting is the ability to take care of one person at a time and really slow down and take my time with people. And especially in the home, we know we're not just dealing with one patient unless the person intends to live alone. We're really working with the whole family and seeing uh, how much uh, an illness, whether it's chronic, acute, whether it's something people will recover from and get well or not, um, guiding families over the hurdles or in many, many cases to end of life in the home really helped me see the contrast to when I was going to university and working in long-term care as a part-time job. Um, you know, we know that these facilities are doing the best they can and the staff are doing the best they can, but I knew it wasn't where, what I would want for my aging parents. And getting into community nursing really helped me um, start to create a network of support around the families that I served to make sure that they felt better when I was there and that they felt secure and safe when I wasn't. Um, a lot more and more we're seeing a higher degree of independence with families required because the support that they may seek may or may not be available to them in the moment, but they still need it. And I, I just love the idea of people remaining in the home because, A, they're more comfortable there. They're going to sleep better. And, you know, all the things um, that make a hospital stay uncomfortable, we don't need to factor in, like visiting hours and this kind of thing. Um, but I absolutely love the idea that the family story begins in the home and that for many, many seniors, they've lived many decades in the same home. And there's a lot of stories and history and meaning in in their surroundings. And I believe that everybody's story matters. So I loved uh, bringing that into my practice and being able to practice independently. So 15 years ago, uh, I remember sitting in a home of a senior who was palliative and dying in the home and hearing a conversation in the next room and it was a real estate agent with the family and I it really upset me deeply that they were having this conversation and that this you know this elderly loved one was still there um you know I certainly believe in proactively having conversations to determine the wishes of the family so that they, they don't have to wait until a crisis or a loss to start to make decisions um and this conversation actually prompted me to seek my real estate license and I built a part-time real estate career alongside nursing with a focus on serving seniors, not to sell their home, but to help them remain there. And that I found that work really rewarding. And here we are now, you know, 20 years later, I definitely think that, um, you know, the, the lived experience as well as my professional experience in both careers really brings together a unique skill set that is just so needed right now with, 
the, the aging population and the ability to provide personalized, customized guidance to people. Um, to me, it makes all the difference to let people um, you know, make decisions with more confidence and add that joy and ease so that they can get on with living. Um, you, it's funny that you were talking uh, in you're speaking about the last speaker and, um, you know, creating ease and that aging isn't all about our skin. Like, I think, you know, we're we sometimes are so. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Maria, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah. So we know that we know that aging isn't isn't about outer beauty necessarily. And I think when we can find beauty in our bodies and embrace how we're aging, and that looks different for everyone too. Yeah. So, you know, with with my background and my history of, of injuries and things like that, and I know everybody's got a story. For some people, it's an illness or an accident or a trauma or whatever it may be. Learning to work with our bodies, and I think in a lot of cases, we need to forgive like forgive our bodies for the ways in which they let us down or disappoint us. Um, it's maybe sounds a little bit, that might be a different concept for people, but I think learning to love what is and learning to really truly love ourselves and our bodies is a big part of, you know, maximizing joy along, along the aging journey. Yes. I, I, I totally think that um, most, uh, most people would love to stay at their at their own house like i said in chanel already that's where you have all your your memories they are all the things that you love and i build there because um you know everything every corner of the house that you lived in but there might be things in the house more difficult to get around when you grow older when you are aging as you mentioned already um our body might not uh, give us any more the flexibility, the possibilities, maybe the things that we really want to do. So, for example, now I'm growing older, I notice things are more difficult. For example, I have a cat, and when I want to play with her, I usually have to go lower uh, the floor as when I'm talking to somebody, a, a friend or something. So, sitting on on the floor and then getting up it's not as easy anymore as what it was five or ten years ago so there are things that you have in your house that might uh things that you can did you encounter that too you went as a nurse uh that you say um this is what uh, areas where that could a problem when um, yes, it's actually interesting you should bring up the pet because I believe there's a lot of seniors who would benefit from having a pet who are reluctant, especially if they lost a pet that they'd had for many years. The idea of getting another pet where what if the pet outlives me? You know, what if I it's, if I trip over it because, you know, it's a, a small creature that you could, you know, it could create a, a trip hazard or something like that. Um, and and, and that, that's one example, like the, the care of a pet when it's especially as a puppy or whatever. It's a lot of work. And so when you're feeling like your energy isn't what it was and your mobility isn't what it was either, um, you start to, I think, I even notice myself at 47, just the older I get, the more cautious I am. I think that's just a natural part of aging. And yet a pet brings us so much joy. Oh, yeah, so one of the things that's so essential around the, yeah, the, the consulting that we do is looking around the house to help the property itself never become a burden 
to the homeowners. So a lot of times, you know, hiring a cleaning lady, for example, I, I'm constantly reminding my clients that they're called bathroom fixtures for a reason. So even if you can clean your own toilet, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> maybe it would be a better idea to bring in that kind of support to ease the burden of homeownership, as well as exterior, the property. I can tell you about uh, one client, and I just remember so vividly just looking out the window at what was once a beautiful flourishing garden that now looks it's too much and he couldn't manage it. And this this was really detrimental to his well-being because he was thinking about all the things he couldn't do. And so one of the things I ask people, you know, what things they enjoy most about their home, it's pretty simple to, like I mentioned, hire somebody for the inside cleaning support, especially the bathrooms, um, you know, as well as the outside property maintenance. And I know that from the same view, he could see the garden. He could also see an apartment building where some of those apartment dwellers might love the opportunity to, to tend a garden and that there's a way of collaborating and connecting the resources and the people with what they need. So, you know, they were able to come and help him with his garden. He was able to get outside and sort of point and direct. And it really created this beautiful opportunity to take a like a pleasurable trip down memory lane um, where he he remembered health, happier times. but. He still, until the last day that I ever spoke to him, he would still thank me for making that connection because eating that tomato out of his own garden was just bliss. <laughs> You're talking about, you know, bliss, bl aging blissfully. It's it's honoring your the things that light you up. And so for him, it was gardening. So this was really detrimental from looking out the window and seeing something that just made him feel like maybe I shouldn't be here anymore. So I just love to breathe life over the possibilities and help with just really common sense solutions to what seems like a problem can always be reframed. Um, and, and I love making those connections for people. I, I, I'm glad that you're bringing that up because that's the thing. Most of us um, have been doing things for such a long time. Like you mentioned the garden. I have a little garden too. And um, sometimes I have time to, to take care of it. And sometimes I don't. And I know the older I get, the the more uh, time it takes to mend my garden, to, to get out all the leaves and the weeds and all the things and, and plant new stuff. But I enjoy it. So finding um, time for it and also being aware if you can do it yourself or not is, I think, one um, key element in being able to stay home and live the uh, the rest of your life in your own place. Because if either because too much time or then look for help. And I'm starting to do that now already. Choose to cut my own trees, my jasmine, uh, which is flowering, and uh, and when it flowers, it blossoms, beautiful smell. So I don't want to give it up. But I can't cut mm -hmm. it anymore. I can't uh, trim it anymore. So I need to find someone who can do mm -hmm. this so that I still can enjoy um, the beautiful flowers, the fragrance. So that's, I think, one of the that seniors, women have to things are going to at some time and be aware of that and so having the courage talk to somebody and ask for help. I think that's a, it's a big of that. What do you Maria, I couldn't agree more. I think 
the first step is just giving yourself permission to accept help. It doesn't make you any older, any younger, any more or less disabled If for people who are, are aging with mobility issues, as you mentioned. Putting our hand up for help before we need it is a gift to ourselves. You know, struggle is a choice we make. And I think when we look at the idea of calling in help, I know there's a lot of seniors who, you know, see themselves on a fixed income and this isn't an expense they forecasted and they're they're not sure about the cost. And I'm always reminding my clients to just evaluate the value. You know, you're talking about the lavender tree and the beautiful smell. And, you know, so if there's a cost associated with keeping that tree, you know, well pruned and maintained the way you like it, so be it. There's a value in that. And I also love the idea of the concept creating, surrounding ourselves and creating almost a micro economy to build the life of our dreams. So, you know, that means you're you're supporting somebody else who loves as well the gardening or they wouldn't be in the business. Or, you know, as much as I don't enjoy cleaning my washrooms, there are people who love to clean. So it's like you're giving the other person a gift when they're in service to you. And, you know, putting up your hand for help, it's like anything, especially with properties, you know, maintaining and preventing problems is always less costly than a replacement. If you if the repair was done on time, it avoids a replacement. So I think when we can be proactive, and one of the things that we do with our firm as well is just we are seasonally checking the home to see, you know, I can tell a senior's property when I drive by, or sometimes it could be somebody with a disability, I suppose, where, you know, at the change of the season, we need to, like you said, tend to the garden, do the eaves troughs, that heavier work that comes at every change of the season. And we surround our clients with the ability to keep on top of the maintenance, making sure that, you know, I have many clients who have not been in their own basement um, in a really long time because those basement stairs are just too much of a risk. But making sure that the furnace filter is changed is important. So we just think of those daily practical things that, um, and, you know, I consider, especially with women, we know that the statistics show women live longer than men. So many, many women are widowed at an early age and need to figure it out. If they weren't the person who did the property maintenance, that can be a really overwhelming, daunting task. Yes. And the other thing, unfortunately, uh, for women as age is the concern about being taken advantage of by the service providers, because I think every senior and for good reason has to be cautious and sort of discerning regarding what type of service providers they're hiring. But I hope that people will not allow that to be a barrier to seeking the help that they need. So, you know, putting our hand up for help, not worrying about seeming like a burden and realizing I'm worth it. I want to live my best life. The, the rest is still unwritten. How do I want these remaining chapters to unfold? And in the beginning, it's like I, I go through an assessment as well with people where you're sort of rating the different things in your life. And if there's things you would rate as economy class, would you prefer business class? What is a small upgrade you could make to help your, you know, help yourself feel more secure in your home, to help yourself feel like things are better managed? And that leads to feelings of success as well, which always leads to a better day. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can uh, understand that for some people, um, the small upgrades that are necessary to live the life uh, that you want uh, it's still in in the place that you like to live. Your own home uh, are not maybe in your budget, but that's for everybody who's listening right now. 
and who's still planning and preparing and not yet in that phase of their life that they need to ask for help to be aware that that might come, <clears throat> sorry, in the future at some time, that you might want to think about those issues where we are talking about right now and that are just small things like repairs in the house, maintenance use of the house where you normally some things you could do yourself sometimes your husband would do it or a son but if they are not close by then you need to find other people who can help you and maybe there is a neighbor or maybe there is an organization specifically uh, older people where they will have younger people who can help you just with that and the same thing goes for cleaning the house um, i know it, it, we as women, we think we need to do it all by ourselves. But mm -hmm. um, there are plenty, plenty of women, younger women, who love to and often to take care of their own young families so they can have a different lifestyle. Sometimes what I have encountered for come and clean my house, they are um, in their 30s and they have a family and they just want to provide for their kids a better life. So in, in one way, yes, I'm paying for something that I at the moment still do myself. But at the other hand, I see also how I'm helping them. And that's maybe uh, a good way to stay in touch with the younger generation as well. Because when they come in, if you're lucky, they speak your language and you can just have a little chat. And, and and maybe have a coffee if it's always the same helps you to so um it, it's something that you might start uh putting on your list if you're still in your 50s and 60s and are looking at your financial sign and say okay there will be a time that i need to factor in that i need that kind of a help and i need to pay for so um just um, for for the younger generation that is listening to today, yes. And you mentioned that we often also have the feeling that we think we are a burden when we ask something. And often I feel like a burden from a neighbor. And that's often because then my expectations might be different as when I get, uh, I ask for help from uh, a professional service like what you are offering Leslie with have you uh, have you heard or see um, anything um, with regard to that absolutely and I think Marie it's so important um, to kind of take an inventory of not just financial resources but human resources you know the, there are many many seniors aging without local children that's just the world we live in now people move away and while we can get connected virtually or you know, um, obviously travel is more um, within reach as well. In this generation, it's easier to get. You just need a credit card to book a flight. It's not a big ordeal. I remember I had one client um, years ago and he told me that his he, he was a reporter and he was uh, overseas on an assignment and came home to find that his wife had been buried six months before. Like he didn't even know she had passed because the word like, you know, is, is that I guess he would have been waiting for some kind of a, something by mail. He was in another country. Anyway, I thought that's interesting. But really looking around and saying, not feeling sorry for yourself if you don't have people in your life that might be able to fill these gaps. But 
proactively going to build relationships. And so when you can have a good rapport with, for example, a 30-year-old cleaning lady that you may not even really need yet, as you age, I've had multiple instances where the cleaning lady actually became the kind of the primary like manager of the home and housekeeper and really like as the, almost in the in the role of a caregiver because if depending on how things go I've had people where they're the only person that that person knows and they've known them for decades and so they become a meaningful part of your family so think about when you're hiring service providers to do some of these things that you know ideally it's a long-term relationship I think that's something as well that I know for sure with home care and nursing a lot of people's kind of beef with it all is that they see somebody new every day and that, that continuity of care especially when you're inviting people into your home you know not everybody has the same degree of like standards for cleanliness um, that's just one example or you know that some people are very interested in nutrition and the meal preps and, and things like that has to be a certain way or culturally they may need you know halal or things that are kosher for example you need to find some somebody that really fits your needs and, and understands as well that your story matters. And when you get involved, hopefully it's a longer term relationship where trust can be built. And one of the things that I know our clients report provides a lot of comfort is the idea that AgeWise is kind of overseeing the household to make sure that everyone's satisfied with their care and the services that they get. Because again, especially here in Canada, our, our government funded healthcare, people are afraid to complain. They don't want to get cut off of their of their benefits, so to speak. So they they don't speak up even when they maybe should if there's not a good fit. And you touched on it briefly about the language barrier. Um, if you're if you've got someone and you don't speak the same language, there can be hurdles, but they can be overcome. And there can there there can be some simple strategies to help. If maybe it's not a great start, but that you can work together to create a, a wonderful working relationship that could stand the test of time. I um, have. Uh and and uh found that uh, sometimes you need to be creative in a way how you can talk about things that you need or want like you were just talking about the language barrier um most of the ladies that clean my house are spanish speaking and i don't speak it so we use uh, a dictionary on the phone and we chat and we talk and we still can communicate with each other i know my mom, when she was at home, she probably half a year before, and um, she had a lady that came to, the lady has been coming to help her clean for at least probably 10 years. So they knew each other. And when she came, she really made an effort to have a coffee uh, with her mm -hmm. so they could talk a little. Because oftentimes when you are uh, in a situation like that, you are not uh, as a able anymore to go out, to go and get your own groceries. You might need somebody that helps you for medical things in life. Um, you might not be able to go to church uh, because you might not be able to drive a car anymore. But then if there is somebody that's to your house and coming, if not on a daily basis, you can build uh, a friendship. Say, okay, I, I enjoy, let's sit down for... 10 or 15 minutes and chat and then he or she can do whatever she is cleaning or repairing or whatever it is that this person comes and, and, and does in your house. So, yes, besides professionals to help in the house, 
there is a lot, a lot of uh, family caregivers that are working, that are taking parents in, or sometimes uh, they are of a husband or a wife. And so what can you say about caregivers? I definitely think it's just really important for the caregiver to remember it's like the airplane, put your own oxygen mask on first. As a caregiver, if we're not taking proper care of ourselves, then what happens if you're not able to provide that care? Suddenly, you know, now now the family is really in trouble um, with that. So I, I think one of the things that I think was a benefit of the whole pandemic and everything that happened is that we seem to have among seniors a, a, a higher degree of embracing the virtual options of care. And one of the things that I'm I've actually just applied for some funding, so I'm I'm hoping to get this underway into the new year. We're building an app to help seniors remain connected with each other. And I think, you know, uh, in-person is always best. When you can, the physical touch of if you're having a coffee and somebody puts their hand on your hand and you're having a moment, a laugh or whatever, there's something so treasured about that personal connection. And opening ourselves to other options instead of, I think sometimes people could, you know, feel sorry for themselves or feel lonely or feel like they need to move to long-term care for the socializing and once again I love the idea of connecting people who are choosing to remain in the home um, in ways that allow them to still have opportunities to socialize to make connections and I'll never forget uh, one of my clients it was uh, kind of a sad story but she literally lost her voice because she hadn't been speaking to anyone like she lost her ability to speak I, I was heartbroken by that she ended up getting some speech therapy and was able to regain her speech, but it just goes to show you what we don't use, we lose. And so maintaining social connections, feeling current, and you and I spoke about this earlier about the idea of how many seniors watch the news and want to talk about the news. That is one of my first recommendations to my clients is to take a break from news media. There's plenty of other things to talk about than global events. And, um, you know, I love the idea of like having a a social group where there's a topic of conversation or a certain theme towards a gathering. I think we all want that sense of community and um, it doesn't really matter where you find it or how you find it. If it lights you up and you enjoy, you know, you enjoy the time. We'll say when the time flies, when we're having fun and we know um, that those meaningful connections with others, um, even if it just, you know, sparks a memory of something that's pleasurable or that person, there's a reminiscence of, of someone you used to know. Oh, they remind you of someone. Um, I think just human to human connection, um, again, whether it's across a virtual platform or in the flesh, is just an essential part of our overall well-being. Um, that is, uh, I, 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 when you talked about the person that lost their voice, that's something that is um, very scary to hear that somebody living without interaction for such a long time that she and definitely live by yourself as a single person and we do not have people visiting us even if it's just a neighbor um, when you go and get your your mail from the mailbox or um, are not going or able to get your own groceries anymore so that you can meet somebody there um, there is the news or whatever is on you. 
it's good distraction to look at a, at a movie or um, a series where you can have, have some, uh, some fun and, and a good laugh. The, like you said, to watch is really more depressive, um, especially if you're all by yourself and just one at a time that is, is very hard on, on people and degenerating in, in, in your health you get in that kind of situation so the uh, suggestion of not to watch the news i think is 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 a, is a good one to take note of so that uh, you can in a positive uh, environment and attitude what's happening in life and just enjoy um, the birds out in the garden and uh, plants an orchard or something that you have in the house there's many little things that can make life worthwhile um so what why are you so passionate about health? well i think you know seniors we we have seniors to thank for this world that we live in seniors have built the world we live in as we know it and i just feel they should be honored you know every, the, not that you know every doesn't matter what how old you are you can look back and there's chapters and seasons and mistakes made but what we gain along the way is the wisdom and so I find it sad um, how many how many seniors uh, you know pass away before they're able to share that wisdom, and I love the conversations. I I love to sit down and have a coffee because I feel I have so much to learn, and I love to you know acknowledge a story. And sometimes it's a negative story or a trauma, and I think that's part of the reason why the news is it's actually I feel a risk to well being because. Whether or not you're consciously aware that negative news media can really start to rake over old traumas. And when we when you were saying doing something like listening to the birds, and I think we were have to it bears remembering that the word emotion is energy in motion. And if you're having negative emotion, it's because it's flawed thinking. And if you feel calm and bright and you know and you have like a sense of instead of trepidation about the future you have like an excited anticipation and like a, a curiosity about the unfoldment like how is this going to go from here but also it's so empowering to remember that we have a role in that creative process that the world isn't happening to us it's happening for us and to and through us uh, based on our thinking about things and we get to choose what we believe so I love to learn from seniors and sometimes I'm bold enough to challenge their thoughts and really get into a nice conversation. Um, certainly not to be combative, but I think, you know, there are people who like to debate. There's people who who shy away from any sort of a confrontation. But I find um, just by listening, people want to feel heard. So if I can hear a story or a lesson or I'll often ask people, um, what's one thing you wish you knew at 20? And I can't tell you how many beautiful golden nuggets I've gotten over the years. Uh, from people who um, who've answered that question. And the one that comes to mind often was my client, Ron, who shared, you know, don't worry too much about yesterday. Things have a way of sorting themselves out. So you know, people who dwell on problems of the past or, um, you know, that that can be really detrimental to health. But yeah, I definitely think that um, we should be mindful of, you know, how our learn how our bodies work, learn what our feelings mean. Um, and feel empowered knowing we have a role in creating what's next, um, not just reacting to what comes next, if that makes uh, sense. Yes. I love uh, what you're uh, 
your client Ron said about not worrying too much about uh, something that might not happen even in in the in the future. But yeah, that that's uh, an, a human uh, trait that most of us have that we worry about things that uh, that could happen at some mm-hmm. time. So. Um, I want to start wrapping up our conversation because I see the time is going fast. So I have one more last question for you kind of thing. Uh, maybe one more question. But we are talking to women who are either retired already or ready to this year, next year, whenever. Um, could you give them a suggestion on uh, what they could do to age? Usefully and be prepared for that next chapter where they might have to look into getting help to stay in the house they are in. Sure, sure. I would say the first, the, my first piece of advice is to um, pay attention to what your body's trying to tell you in an effort to learn what works for you. And you know, we one example for this is is balancing gut health, for example. Um, just because that will, it's a determinant of overall health, digestion, enjoying your meals and, you know, feeling well, feeling, having good, clean energy. And also it contributes as well to better sleep. So if for people who, you know, I'm always happy to, I offer free consultations as well and always happy to hop on a call with someone who's got questions about, is this normal? Is this not normal um, about their bodies? So, you know, coaching people through the natural expectations of aging and and where, okay, now physically you should put your hand up for help for this one, where I think sometimes people ignore things their body's trying to tell them, whether it's fear or they really just don't even know that they should feel concerned or need to seek help for for something like that. So I encourage people to really um, learn how their body works and listen to what messages um, their body's trying to tell them from, of course, we only have this one body, so we need to take really good care of it. And then and the second thing that I always recommend to people is, again, asking for creating those relationships and asking for help before you really need it. Because when we're in a crisis situation, whether that's, you know, we have a recent diagnosis or we've lost a spouse or whatever it may be, our bodies still boil that all down to stress. And when we're stressed, we don't make the best decisions. Um, that's just evolution. I could we could do a whole episode on that. Um, but I just encourage people to you know, pay attention to what their body's telling, but also pay attention to their emotions and how they're feeling on an emotional level, because our actions will be based on all of that. So um, that's two big pieces. And, you know, I think that the other thing, too, is to just re- like empower people to invest in things that bring you joy and ease. So someone else cleaning the toilet makes your life easier. Hire the cleaning lady. Don't wait right until you can't get down there. Um and yeah, I guess that's the, that would be my 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 biggest advice. But just also a, a reminder that there's going to be costs associated whether people move to long-term care or a retirement facility or remaining in their home. So planning proactively ahead for, I always say to, to people like, give your old lady cell and no matter how old you are, God willing, you're going to get old. So it's like, what is she going to want? And if you can make decisions today based on what, Maria is going to want another decade or 20 years from now, then you're building towards that with purpose and on purpose. Uh, and, and I think that that can be really powerful. Yes. Yes. Thank you for wrapping this up so succinctly in saying, hey, look ahead. 
um, you might feel still good today and be able thing you like. Um, but there might be a time in the future that you can't do anymore. Don't wait on that time, but start preparing for it by um, getting the help that you need for things that, like you say, um, make life easier and, and bring you more joy. So you have time to do that you like, um, mm-hmm. that the, that you can do. And so um, not being afraid to ask. and. It doesn't have to be professional help. It sometimes is also good to make, uh, to talk with friends or with a family in the neighborhood that you get on well and say, okay, hey, um, I might need some help with this or that. And if they have a younger person that is available and that can help, why not ask them if you know the person? It's so much to explain. Uh, something that you so um, yes, being uh, able to to ask in time and and uh, like you say, we all will get older uh, back. You <laughs> we can't go younger, so you yeah. might as well anticipate what is coming and take proper action. Um, so my last question is, how can the get in touch with? Do you have, we, we talked about a lot of things today, is thing that you can offer them that they can get, where they can, that helps them preparing for this next chapter in, the, in their own house. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm offering a, a, it's a daily habit checklist for aging wisely. I'm happy to uh, provide that link so people can download it. Also, our website is agewisegroup.com. As I mentioned, we always offer free consultations. So if if anybody even wants to have a conversation about their unique situation and and what remaining in the home might look like in their unique situation, um, it's what I really love to do. So I hope people find value in that. Um, And again, if you know, if you've got suggestions that you've implemented in your home that maybe I haven't thought of, I always encourage that reciprocity in the dialogue of, you know, um, if you're listening to this and you're at the age of retirement, then you have wisdom that I don't, I'm not there yet. Although I look forward to one day being able to step away from work and and focus more on my, um, you know, they say the golden years, right? I want to be able to make sure that they are indeed golden and that we've got, um, you know, choice and resources and that we're just doing our best to, you know, lean away from worry because to worry is to pray for what we don't want. And no, so exactly. the, hopefully this checklist will help people um, with sort of day-to-day choices to optimize their well-being and make the best of what's re- left of the remaining chapters. I, that, that's my uh, hope too, that with our conversation today, we made um, some points that get our listeners, the ladies uh, that are listening, uh, thinking, about that next chapter in life and how our body, when it's aging, it is uh, creating limitations on certain things that we can do and how we can prepare for that chapter, even if it's hopefully another 10 or 20 years away. So thank you, Leslie, for being on this uh, podcast today and helping us to see uh, the aging process from a different perspective and how we can be proactive in in getting ready. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me, Maria. Okay. 
ladies, um, you will find this website and to the checklist in the description of the podcast on the whole. If you are in, in talking about retiring and want to know how you can make that more purposeful or find activities that are uh, helping you to live a more meaningful and joyful life, feel free to reach out to me. I am preparing a planner that hopefully can help in organizing your daily life. And I will um, post it on the page as well on all the social media where you can find me, like the Facebook group. Um, so thank you for listening. I will be back uh, next month with a new show. And till then, I say stay healthy, stay safe, and enjoy life. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.